One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wells, 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 let me tell you about us at Hardcore Listing. We like to go on Instagram in a flash and tag any developments that happen. Recording these podcasts is easy as ABC, Buster. We all haunt the live shows, especially at the Hoxton Bar and Grill. Stu and Chris love beer, sometimes too much and get mood swings, while myself and Brad creatively bang and boom with our music and videos. Anyone who disagrees that this is the best podcast ever, we'll throw Boehm off a cliff so they land in A. Rosenbush. No doubt we'll be doing this at Christmas and we'll record a Noel Noel special to send chivers down your spine. Okay, put 88 as a good year, but 76 was the best year, as was anyone who was born in 81. That's 14 of our listeners. Work that out later. But for now, go enjoy part one of our live show with excellent guests, Gail Porter, Alex Fox and Matt Stocks. Peace. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. There's some big shit about to go down. I don't know, mate. Can you be bothered? I think we should just fuck off. I think it's the last day for those grand Big Macs. Should we just go and grab one of them instead? Let's go and have a chat. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage the incredible Stuart Whiffin and the not-so-incredible Chris Glasson. Back again. Hello, thanks for coming. Thank you. Um, have you been... Who's been before... Wow. Oh, so we got some new people. When we done that last time, there was a lot more noise. <laughs> <laughs> They're ashamed to be here. They're like, oh, why are we fucking doing this to ourselves? Absolutely. Oh, thank you very, very much for coming. It's really, really kind of you. Um, it's been a year, and uh, it's, it's surreal, isn't it? Congratulations. Yeah. We're still friends? Are we friends? I think so. We, I was saying to you, like... A moment ago, we've not actually had a row, have we? Well, you said that. You don't think we've had a row. I was going to say it in there, and then I thought, no, I'll save this right here. You know when you lost your absolute shit at me for turning left or something? Yeah. And I had to, I had to edit out like five minutes of Stu having a meltdown. It's, it was fucking ridiculous, because we, we li- well, you live like ten minutes from Lakeside. I live like two minutes from Lakeside. Mm. And he'd picked me up from work and we had to come up here to record with, I can't remember who it was we was recording with at the time. 
But um, doesn't matter, does it? It's, no, it's more about no, us. It's all, it? all yeah, about yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. And and the thing was, it was like we just got to go to London, and he was in Lakeside. Yeah. And he was just like a fucking pensioner, and I drive like a pensioner. <laughs> but he was going, well, where am I going, mate? I thought I'd never go to Lakeside that way. And we were trying to record a podcast, so yeah. I was kind of getting confused. And then you screaming at me, yeah. I had a little bit of a cry. I had a moment, I yeah. think. Then you did kick me that time as well. Oh yeah, yeah. That wasn't you. Was you didn't talk to me all the way home for that? No. So all right, that's one. That's one all. Yeah, that's that's say. probably the worst we had. Yeah, yeah. We come out of. We are lizards, didn't we? And we got in Pip's brother's car. And as we was walking down to the car, you had had far too much to drink. And I told you to stop hanging around the girls' toilets. And <laughs> you literally just come out and just fucking kicked me. In my head, there was a really funny backstory to that Muay Thai kick. But when I looked at you, I realised that no one else was listening to that conversation in my head. And I just assaulted you. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I felt pretty bad. And I was taking a piss out of other things when I... So you didn't didn't talk to me all the way home. Apart from that, we're cool, right? I think so. We're cool? I think so, yeah. I mean, this will be the last ever podcast we do, (laughs) by the way. Uh, We never thought we'd make a year. Do you know what? It's, it's, It's really kind that you guys listen to... Who was that? He's so fucking That's rude. That's what he does in every fucking podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's been, we've had such a crack on me this year, mm. and it was like, and it was so unexpected because, as we've said countless times before, we're just Pip's dickhead mates. That yeah. You've said countless times sorry, before. Sorry, yeah. That, um, um, it was just like, let's just have a bit of fun. And it was, it was Pip predominantly wanted, Can I just do your own one, just do your own one. And it was like, no one is going to be interested in yeah. me and you sitting in my shed talking rubbish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, because of you, we've had like over half a million downloads. And yeah. so, yeah, it's fucking bananas. And thank you so, so much. Like, it's really, really, really kind of you. I, I will say, one of my friends has gone and bought two lots of tickets for tonight. So she bought one set and thought, oh, she could, you couldn't find them or something, Rachel. So you bought them again. So thank you. So that's very kind of you. Or she had absolutely no faith in us selling any tickets. <laughs> so like, I bought some tickets, then I bought some more, just, just in case. <laughs> you haven't refunded it for the other ones, have you? Get out of it, mate. Sweet. No, no, no. Okay, so before we get... Well, how are we going to do? We're going to do a little bit different to the previous ones, like where we get one guest up at a time. So in this one, Harry's going to pan out the next couple of hours. Is For the first hour, we're going to get three guests up at once, and then the whole premise of today's podcast is going to be top five things your mates have done so it's pretty much dickhead things your mates have done and so we, we, we think we're going to get some some fun out here so yeah the guests have got definitely going to have some stories about their mates and uh, it's for once it's not about craig is it no so, no bit of a change yeah all, so, all the dumb um, shit you've lot have done but before that i think you know we're going to have a little chat about the this year so far and some of the, the, the guests and stuff we've had and and the I mean, predominantly, it's the live shows that have been the big highlight, really, hasn't it? It's like we, we never thought anyone would come to London and, mm-hmm. and, and sit and watch us mm, talk yeah. drivel. And so that's, that's been a real highlight. Yeah. And we went out to, like, well, I say we went out. There was demand for us to go to Dublin. There wasn't. There was Pip, de- Pip dragged us along. There was demand for Scroobius Pip in Dublin. <laughs> and fair play to him, he kind of, like, put a deal together. Like, yeah. if you get me, you do get my dickhead mates. <laughs> <laughs> and so he sold it like um, he sold it like they'd, they'd look, sort out us but yeah. really I don't think he wanted to go on his own and be bored it was exactly that wasn't so it so he's like oh yeah oh they want you we're yeah. like wicked you're and on at midnight 
And we, we got there on the first night and we, we got to this theatre which must have held about a thousand people and it was sold out and obviously it was all Pip fans and it was like, so I'm going to get you out for like a, a chat and that. I think he had us out for about five minutes then got rid of us quite quickly. <laughs> yeah, and brought on Blind Boy who and was then, yeah, brilliant. And he then brought out the Rubber yeah, Bandits yeah, and had yeah, a, yeah. A, a really in-depth and intelligent conversation with yeah, him. Yeah. And you know you're doing something wrong when he's getting rid of us to get a bloke on stage with a carrier bag on his head. <laughs> That speaks volumes, doesn't it? And, he, and we was thinking, fucking hell. And I was like, Pip, mate, are we, are we doing this tomorrow? And he was like, no. <laughs> and then the next night, we went to like this tiny little room, didn't we? And, uh, and he went, yeah, there's a load of bands on first. And then your show starts at midnight. <laughs> and so, for me and you, we're on holiday. So it was yeah. like, what do you do when you're on holiday? You start drinking. I was, wor- I was worse for wear before we got on stage. I, yeah. mean, I started dancing to Shania Twain. That's right. Uh, on the walk-on. And then, uh, and then it just went from yeah. there, didn't it, basically? And, and good, good fun, though. But it was so much fun. You urinated on stage, um, which was possibly a, a, a mm, low point of mm, uh, mm. Your career, for me. I was, <laughs> I was flying, mate. I thought it was amazing. Okay. Um, another thing, I thought the Wild Swim, I was thinking about that today. Oh, I really enjoyed that track, Wild yeah. Swim little journey with Mangan. Uh, so it's 76 is here. Where are you, Stu? It's down there. And... Um, and, and there's, there's Brad over there, and uh, I'm sure you hear us talking about them all the time. Camera gimp. And, and um, can we just have a, a round of applause for them two, please? Because because we get the, we get the really easy bit. We, we we just drink a load of lager and talk a load of rubbish. And Stu has to polish that turd and like and try or and roll make, it in glitter. Sometimes. Yeah, 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 exactly. And uh, yeah. and so they they do the the stuff that makes sure that. It's in your inbox every Monday yeah. morning. Yeah, so, yeah. thanks, so guys. Thank you very, very much. And Brad, thanks for the, the, you know, the videos that you put out as well. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll film a few more. Which we should quickly mention our sponsors, shall yes. we? So yes. we've got two sponsors already now. Have already we've been going a year. But Love Beer, who you guys have probably heard on the podcast, um, some messy episodes. One with uh, Mr. Big Papa Jay, who's here tonight. He's going to come and have a chat. And. Um, and Bang Boom Creative, who's yep. our new guy, isn't it? Luke, yep. uh, who can't make it today, but we're going to be making some strange video content. So we're going to be doing top fives, and it's going to be things like top five uh, sound offs, sound clashes in the pink toothbrush. So we're going to like go up against each other, DJing. And um, I've got some, oh, I've got some bangers up my yeah. sleeve. Hey, what's <laughs> wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, look forward and, to that. And, so, and we've, we've, we've been lucky that um, in the last year, like some of the people that have listened to it have kind of got on board and said, look, we do this stuff, are you interested in coming along? And and it's given us an opportunity to kind of invite our, our previous guests along and, and do some really fun stuff as well. So um, a few months back, um, me, you, Pip, and uh, my wife, uh, we went... My wife. My we wife. Went to, uh, we, we went to Reading and we'd done the zombie apocalypse, didn't mm-hmm. we? Which was fucking insane, yeah, wasn't it? Like, yeah. running around a disused shopping centre in Reading, yeah. being chased by zombies, shooting them with guns, was, was, was pretty spectacular, yeah, it was wasn't it? Yeah, it was really good. And then a few, a few well, about a month ago now, wasn't it? It was me, you, and, and oh, most yeah. of the guests are here t- that, that come along. Yeah. Um, Jordan Gray, um, Alex, um, Gal, um, who else went? Who else Jess, went? Jess. Jess, yeah. yeah, 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 um, yeah. And Pip was ill, wasn't he? He, yeah, because I think when I think he always acts smart, but he's actually not that intelligent. And yeah. I think he didn't want to get found out in a puzzle room, <laughs> or he didn't want to be locked in a room with me. 
bizarrely, like bizarrely, last weekend we yeah. went to uh, we went to Norfolk, yeah. and it was my birthday last weekend. So we stayed in a, a converted barn. And it was me, you, and Pip, and and Big Papa Jay, and and, and my, my dear friends Antonia and, and a and, big bowl. And for some yeah, keys and, and, and yeah and we, 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 had, we went to another locked in a room thing and you was on Pip's team wasn't you how um, what are the scores how have we been getting on because we haven't been in this we haven't teamed up yet have we we've always been sort of like on opposing sides yeah what who's what are the scores been who's come out quicker both times so we're going to bring our guests on stage now <laughs> and, uh, and so we're going to bring all three of them up so if you can make some some lovely applause and stuff for them um the lovely Gal Porter. Wherever you want, wherever you want, love. You're, you're first up. Hang on, hang on. Let's get the rest of them up. I don't know where to sit. Shall I sit here? Yeah, go on, sit there. That way, no one has I to I love scooch. the fact that you can't touch the floor. Uh, <laughs> the lovely Miss Alex Fox. Woo! And Mr. Matt Stocks. <laughs> so has everyone got their mics? Yeah, we good to go? Am I, am I the only person oh, that can't reach the floor and can't reach the mic? <laughs> oh, thank you. I still can't reach the floor. Oh, come on. No. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Are you alright? Really good. Um, a round of applause for these boys as well, I think. Like, a year in, um, you're building a little empire for yourselves, and we spoke about it when I was on your show, and yes. it's, it's DIY, and it's punk rock, and... Oh, thank you very much. All you, the kind of things to say, good. fucking amateur. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your saying, words, not mine, Christopher. I, I'm saying, oh yeah, it definitely starts at two, and then it's half two. Everyone's like, what's going on? Like, oh, it's just welcome to hardcore listening. So, over the last year, Gal, you was one of our first guests. Yes, uh, thank you very much. And your top five, where you went in on your top five most memorable interviews, was one of the craziest podcasts I think we've done. Um... It, yeah. was, it was, it was quite... In terms of the event itself, or the response, or... Everything. 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 Oh, right, um, we'd, we'd obviously... <laughs> I'm just interested. <laughs> oh, so you didn't listen, is that what you're saying? I didn't listen, no. <laughs> I heard your pit podcast, though, which is fantastic. Oh, did you? I did, yeah, two parts. So that's why we got you on. We got you on because we, we heard you on Pips, and, it, um, and Pip was like, you've got to get Gal on. Because she's. I think I was only booked for about 20 minutes and I was there for about three and a half hours. Absolutely. We, tra- we changed <laughs> the batteries in the recorder three times, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> Just couldn't stop. So you, you've guested on our live shows as well, yep. which is ever so kind you've of done, you. You've done, all, you've done the triple here, haven't yeah. you, Gal? Congratulations. No, I? I think you've been here three yeah. Have you been here yeah, three times? Oh, yeah. The, your next, well, your next it's time you get so, a free such coffee. such a whirlwind, oh. I just forget. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Someone, we had a heckler there. <laughs> You've been on the Houses of Parliament? was I? <laughs> That's even better. Your bedroom wall, I've rocked it. I win. <laughs> oh, please. Uh, uh, shut up. 
<laughs> he just got shut down by his partner. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mate, mate yeah, are you yeah. drunk or are you... Dude, are you drunk? <laughs> he looks pretty pissed. Over here, mate. Fucking hell. Fight, fight, fight. <laughs> we've, never, we've had a being a spider fight, but we haven't had a, like, people split up yet on our show. So, so, <laughs> so <laughs> after the, the, the chat that was just different level off a gal, it was like, right, how can we get more in, absolute pure insanity out of our guests? So we invited Alex on, <laughs> who done top five bizarre sex toys. Trust me, it could have been a lot longer list than five. <laughs> I'm at the stage now where my bed actually isn't on the floor anymore. There's so many weird things underneath <laughs> it. Some of them are my exes. <laughs> um, ovipositor. That's, that's, that's remained. The what, when? What's o- it Ovipositor. Is that right, Alex? The ovipositor yeah. is a sex toy that you fill with gelatinous eggs that you've made yourself in a jelly mould, uh, and then it lays them inside you. For all of those of you with alien fantasies, mm. which this lady's obviously got because she's dating you. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm loving this podcast already. It's amazing. Do they melt or something? So I think. From I didn't think, sorry, Shu, I didn't think anyone, uh, when I mentioned that to people, that they wouldn't know what an ovipositor was. Oh, and yeah, I have no, had yeah. people, I've had one person go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my friends use that, and it's amazing. Had, had any of you wow. heard of that before? Uh, Bollocks. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember on, on my top five list, did I tell you about some of the weird ideas that I get from the public about amazing concepts they've got for new sex toys? I don't, well, no, but let's hear one. Right. <laughs> The best slash worst idea that I've ever heard for a new sex toy actually arrived in my Facebook inbox not long ago. Oh, God, I'm so pleased you said book after face. No, it was a chap who went to Alex. I need your advice. I've got an idea that is going to change the lives of all women. And he was very, very serious about it. He wanted me to sign a non-disclosure agreement and, uh, and give him my promise, my word, that I wasn't going to steal his idea and market it for myself because it was so very groundbreaking. I was like, oh, okay, you know, well, let me know what it is. He goes, it's a butt plug that doubles as a menstrual cup. <laughs> <laughs> for those of- <laughs> I'll just give you a while to sit with that. <laughs> what a menstrual cup is. It's a little silicone cup that you put inside your foof as a lady uh, instead of a tampon and it, it captures your, your crimson wave like I a little goblet. Yeah. <laughs> it's very eco-friendly and then you fertile it out and you empty it out into the sink. <laughs> I tried one, Gail. I tried one because journalism. Of course. And yeah. it, not only was it quite difficult to get inside but once I did have it in place, that thing adhered like Mario and Luigi's plunger to my service. <laughs> And did I you not there, get spillage? I was there try, trying to pull it. I could feel it heaving bits of me downwards. I felt like a sheep oh. giving birth. It was terrifying. 
it was like a scene from Carrie by the time I got it out. Or maybe something from a veterinary program. It was bad. It was bad. Anyway, this chap had decided that uh, for women who might get caught short and they come on their period and they're not anticipating it, they've not got sanitary supplies with them, that they could just permanently wear this thing as a butt plug and then just take it out of their log flume and <laughs> stick it round the front. It's it. The old switch dance. Yeah. <laughs> Don't I just mean, go to boots or anything. No. It, no. Just there are just so one. many problems with this. I mean, for a start, you would have to have someone, something permanently jobbed up your pooper that had a cup on the end of it. How are you going to sit down? <laughs> what happens when you fart? Is it like a trumpet? <laughs> It's like the horn of Gondor in your ass, permanently. Uh, and I had to sort of tell him, um, well, there are hygiene issues here. Um, taking something out of your behind and putting it in your front bottom is a really bad idea germ-wise. And he went, got an idea for that? <laughs> Stick it in the dishwasher. <laughs> Needless yeah. to say, I will I will not be investing in that product. <laughs> I really should do Dragon's Den, shouldn't I? For weird sex toys. Oh, mind you, maybe I shouldn't because I do want to sleep at night. Yes. It's already hard since my bed is off the floor, as we've established. So. <laughs> so <laughs> a what? A condensed pipe. It's not plumbing. <laughs> so. I think <laughs> they're still getting divorced. <laughs> I think you've had your like shout out tokens now, mate. Everyone else has got a few, but you've used up yours. So we've obviously established some ridiculous levels of of bonkers on our podcast, which has been amazing. And so there was only other one place we could take it after that, and. And that was to get the Dirty Sanchez boys on. <laughs> and, oh my God, thank you very much, Matt, for orchestrating that, because not only growing up as... An idiot. <laughs> grow, I was about to... I was going to idiots. <laughs> like, Dirty Sanchez was every lad's greatest show, wasn't yeah, it? You know, it was, just it was doing okay. the most dumb shit you could possibly yeah. do. Pritchard was like sniffing beer off our bar, and, wasn't he? Before the, first, the podcast like, even started, yeah. yeah and yeah. it was just amazing. It, was, it wasn't like we had to... Normally for, you know, we, we come to London, which we, we come to chat to Gal and Alex, and, and, and we, we come here a lot. We record a lot of our podcasts in the, in the room next door. But Matt went, yeah, they're, they're going to come around your shed. He oh. says shed, by the way. The Whiff Inn, where they record the home podcast is a pub it's like the ultimate man cave and i walked in there there's memorabilia from various boxing fighters on the wall there's like a full-on bar games machines like it is the ultimate pub inside a garden and <laughs> you undersell it but what was great is whiff is your surname obviously so you call yes. it the whiff in but they took a picture of the pritchard and dayton sanchez boys after the podcast and one guy i saw in your instagram comments went so where is the whiff in i've googled it in essex and i can't find this pub <laughs> and i'm like it's because it's in his fucking garden Do you know what it's really weird because when when we first built it uh, my wife she um <laughs> my wife she set up a a thing on Facebook so people could check in there and, I, and as the kind of podcast had sort of come to fruition a little bit I was thinking fucking hell like I live in Grays and there's some fucking rough ass fucking people around there and I was thinking 
do I want people at like 2am going, ah, fucking, we're finna be open, let's go and stroll around now. Lucky! Just, yeah, I don't want people just checking into my back garden. Like, but, um, but yeah, you, you, you kindly bought um, Pritchard and Dayton to, to my back garden. And, and the response from my friends was like, have you honestly got them in your fucking garden? It was like, yes, it was, it, it was surreal, wasn't it? It was, yeah. It, it was at, and, and do you know what? They, as bananas as they come across when you see them on TV and stuff like that, as, as I'm sure you'll, you'll agree, they're such sweet lads, aren't they? The loveliest people I've ever met. I just did a tour with them, and um, at the end of the tour, I got a package when I got home. And it was a big balloon saying thank you and a big, like, wrapped-up ribbon box. And inside was a box of chocolates and a bottle of Moet champagne from Pritchard to say thank you for organising the tour. Like, the sweetest guys on earth. Yeah. Maniacs, but... Yeah, yeah don't go on a private jet with Pritchard. If you haven't listened to that podcast, go and listen to that one with him, because that is... <laughs> it includes a Dolph Lundgren and urine, I believe. Oh, I think we, we can give a little bit of that away, because I'm sure... <laughs> A lot of people here that, that have made the effort to come here have probably listened to the, the, the podcast. Show of hands. Oh, sorry, guys. Yeah, the drinks. Just crack on. It's, 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 that's what it's there for. Um, you didn't this is like the service in the within. We just expect <laughs> you to, to come in and I pour. love the fact you said, yeah, Gil, come back because we really owe you a couple of drinks. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just fucking do it yourself. I even bought this. Is it even cold? Is it even cold, Gail? No, it's, not. it's not even cold. <laughs> Pathetic. Ooh, Can we get a draw for Gail, please? Um, you owe me a drink anyway, Stu. We do. Because... Oh. Uh, you've you've actually encroached upon my trademark there. I think you'll find that the ultimate man cave is actually what I call my vagina. <laughs> Touche. It is kind of like a pub in a garden. <laughs> okay, so um, oh how long have we been going? We're going to we're going to take a break in about 40 minutes so before okay. before we, we congratulate Matt for bringing on Dirty Sanchez should we talk about Matt's top five yes because we don't just do bananas ones do we we do like sometimes go in and Matt your one you prepped to fuck Mickey Rourke top five Mickey Rourke's mate and I would say I don't know there's not many people who have had the inside knowledge that he did when he started going into sort of like his top five so it was a bit of a fascinating one what and we're going to do my top five Mickey Rourke films was my, oh, right. my choice okay, he's so my Mickey Rourke's mates as I Mickey, yeah, my top five Mickey Rourke Ryan. mates I didn't make the cut unfortunately <laughs> um, what, was yeah, your, what was your top one Top film with the wrestler. It's I love the, that. It's the ultimate redemption. Don't worry about really. watching that one, then, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we talk about you giving away uh, everyone's number ones. Then Rich gets up in a bit. Uh, uh, yeah. So, okay. So, the, 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 as I said, the concept for today's podcast is going to be um, stories about your friends. So, uh, who wants to start? I'll take this if you want. <laughs> Go for it. Oh, when I mate. received your email to say the subject of today's talk is going to be this, I air punched. <laughs> Like, 80s montage movie moment. It's like when you're at school and you find out from your teacher, like, he's got the inside tip, the exam is going to be on this. And then you open the paper and sure enough it is, and you're like, yes, I've got this. When you said that's the subject, I was like, this could not be more perfect because all my friends are lunatics. I'm going to start off, I don't know how much time we have, I'm, I'm going to steal a Sanchez story. Go for it. And start with that because you obviously got to speak to them and you heard firsthand some of the stuff Having done this tour every night, all the stories were completely different and it, the insanity levels just increased as the tour went on. And someone from the crowd one night said to them both, Pritchard and Dayton, uh, what's your favourite Dan Joyce moment or story? And they're like, ah, okay. 
So we're in Hamburg, and they're on tour on the road, and in Hamburg is a whorehouse called the Reaperbahn. Four floors of whores. And Pritchard is like... Tell me that's on the sign. I presume so. I've never been to Hamburg or the Reaperbahn, but Pritchard was like, you know, all the boys were in relationships. I was single, so I thought, I'm going to go get a prostitute. Shameless. And he's like, so, so, sorry, everyone. <laughs> I'm going in. And he said he went up to the Reaperbahn with the intention of sleeping with a lady of the night. And as he was about to go in the door and bid farewell to his Sanchez compatriots, Joycey goes... Can I come in too, Pritch, and just pay to watch? Oh. And he's like, what the fuck? I'm interested in your style. I've always been interested in your style. Can I come and pay to watch? So he's like, fuck it, why not? So he asked the lady at reception, they had a receptionist at this place, and he said, I want to pay for an hour with a lady, and my friend wants to pay to watch. And obviously they said yes, because they double their money and they don't have to do anything extra. So they're in the room. Joyce sat at a chair at the end of the bed like this Pritchard's there with this lady in bed and he just can't get a hard on because his weird mate is looking at him <laughs> <laughs> and he's like fucking hell Joycey and after about half an hour of trying to get it up he eventually gets some activity going on downstairs he's like right it's on and at that moment Joycey goes sorry Pritch, I just need the toilet mate <laughs> so fuck's sake but in that moment he saw a window and he went right whilst he's in the window I'm going to get it done so he's going hell-bent for leather, trying to deliver the goods and get out of there before Joycey comes back from the bathroom. As he's about to reach the moment of climax, Joycey swings open the door of the toilet, appears with the loo brush from the <laughs> prostitute's bathroom, and he goes, Pritch, mate! And he just starts brushing his teeth whilst wanking with a fucking loo brush. Pritchard! And at that point, the girl goes, you two need to get the fuck out of here right now. In German, obviously. And they got kicked out, and that was the end of that. Oh that, de that definitely wasn't you, no. It definitely was. As I said, I've you never just, even been. I've never even been to that Hamburg. Really well. well I, yeah. I've never been to Hamburg. I was talking about the toilet brush. He's more concerned about being in Hamburg. No, never been to Germany. No. And I don't have a toilet or a brush. No, definitely not me. And it's our, it's our mate's stories, isn't it? It's not ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, go li living in. Living in Soho in the 90s. I thought you were going to say Cloud Cuckoo Land. Yeah, <laughs> living in Hamburg in the 90s. Living, so living, in, yeah. Hamburg, living in Soho in the 90s. Yeah. You must have met some bonkers people. <laughs> which, you know, I was trying to think of, like, which is the most bonkers? Because we were talking about it earlier, and I think I was the one that was always coming up with really insane ideas, going, hey, it's a really brilliant idea that we'll all... You know, get dressed up and go and we'll just, yeah, do things like hang out and, and with toilet brushes and things like that. But I can't think of anything really bonkers that my friends have done, other than <laughs> A, have sex with me, which is never a good idea. When your friends go, it's a brilliant idea, we're all really drunk, we'll just have sex. And then you wake up in the morning going, oh my God. Have you two ever done that? <laughs> no, I mean... Well, we never regret it, Matt. There's never, there's, there's never an uncomfortable moment. It's just a warm embrace. That was all right, And, then, and then I'll turn around and give Carol a little cuddle as well. She's, she's cool about it. And I remember a friend saying to me once as well, oh, getting married is a great thing. I'm fucking skint. It costs a fortune. So that was never a good idea. So, um, no, I can't think of anything. I'm going to have to wait and think about okay, it because okay. I think some are a wee bit too dirty. Oh, God, I'm saying that sitting beside you two. 
Oh, you four. So, uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll come back to me. Come back to me. I kind of had a similar problem to Gail in a way because... Because I called you the other night. Yeah. And I was like, I, I don't know. We're filthy. I was like... I was, like, I was trying <laughs> to think What did we like, actually say? Well, I was trying to think of stupid things that my mates have done. And the last stupid thing I could remember was something I'd done. Um, Just change the name. <laughs> Alex the boy, no, my I'm guy gonna, friend I'm Alex. Gonna complete, I'm going to completely own this one because I wouldn't want to blame it on anyone else. Uh, I was at an event where there were a lot of Muslim women, women present and uh, some of them were wearing headscarves and I was chatting to one of the ladies who had a full uh, niqab on where, where you can just see her eyes. And we were having a lovely natter. She had a young daughter with her and she was explaining to me how she was quite knackered because she'd just been to see a play that her daughter had put on at school and then she had to go and see her cousins and she kind of wanted to bail because she was tired but her daughter really wanted to see the cousins and then she had some other social engagement that she had to go and do with family and she was like, oh, I really can't be asked, Al, I can't be bothered but I'm, I'm going to go because it's the thing I've got to do. And without thinking I went, yeah, just pop in, show your face. <laughs> and you know when you can feel the blush rising and I just talk through it I just talk through it and oh man I was so embarrassed I was well, really I, embarrassed I, I do have one almost similar to that see I knew that if I spoke to you so my, <laughs> here we go here we go the started a glass of wine I, okay mm. so anyway my uncle is deaf right and um so I used to say to the kids at school if you come to my house give me 50p you could swear at my uncle, but just don't like. Wow. Cover, cover your mouth, right? And he'll go like that, and you're like, "Fuck off." <laughs> so anyway, one of my really, really stupid mates came over, and he's like, "Seriously, you can swear at your uncle?" And I was like, "50p, you could swear at my uncle." And he's like, "Fucking hell, this is brilliant!" And so my uncle David opens the door, and he's like, "Hey, girl, you everything okay?" And I went, "Yeah." My mate goes. <laughs> <laughs> He's not blind. <laughs> and I was like, he's not blind, you dickhead. That is fucking amazing. No, that's up there. That's up there. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. So, I'm, I'm going to ask you, Alex, as well, because we, we, we touched on it um, throughout the podcast. You've got to be really careful saying things like, we touched on it. <laughs> I think you just got to be really careful today, full stop, really. But um, we, we, we did speak... Throughout the podcast. Why have you got a picture of a cock? <laughs> right, this is it's the fucking show notes. shit, right? <laughs> I, so saw I that made earlier. some notes, left them on the chair, come back. <laughs> is it to scale? Chris, As that honestly scale. wasn't me for once. If I'd have seen it, but there was already a dick on there. Bradley. So, <laughs> so we, as I said, we, we, we discussed throughout um, your episode because you, was, you, you worked at. Bizarre magazine. I did, I did, for six and, and a half years. So you must have met some fucking off-the-scale interesting people doing that job. Oh, I think I was naked in that. Sorry, <laughs> no, I just <laughs> randomly bring that in. You were one of the highlights. <laughs> yeah. So but do you want to explain Bizarre to anyone that might not um, know what Bizarre magazine is? Yeah, Bizarre was a glossy mag, which was useful because you needed it to be wiped clean for a variety of reasons. Um, it was, I guess in a way it was a lads mag, although it had a really high female readership. It was about 40% female readers. And the clue is in the title, really. Bizarre was everything weird, wild and wonderful. It was all about alternative culture. And it was going for about 13 years when it started. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The internet was only, like, it was a baby thing, you know. It, you, would, you couldn't Google the weird shit that you can now. Bizarre magazine, for want of a better phrase, filled that hole. Um, <laughs> And I was really young when I was brought on board. I think I was about 23. Um, and it was an eye-opener. Uh, it opened many holes for me, in fact. <laughs> um, so it was my job to report on things like unusual kinks and fetishes and people who were uh, doing way out body mod modifications, way beyond your usual piercing and tattoos. Uh, people who were putting on uh, left-field crazy art, doing weird experimental music. We looked into historical strange things. It was everything that was compelling and fascinating that is unusual about the world. Um, but yeah, as a, I usually talk about sex these days because I've kind of segued more into sex education as I've got older. But back in the day, I used to speak to a lot of people who were um, really at the at the the, the, the X-Files end of experimenting with their bodies for decorative purposes and for uh, creating their own aesthetics. So I still do have a lot of friends who've got uh, implants that make them look like they've got horns or there's one guy I know who's experimenting with a buzzing implant in his cock that's actually implanted inside his willy that he switches on and off with a magnet and charges wirelessly. So <laughs> there we go. Um, Potential third sponsor for the show, please. <laughs> <laughs> as, as long as we get a, a few for free, Matt, I'm totally, totally cool with that. But I did have a few mates who um, had combined body modification with kind of circus skills to put on shows. And one of these guys, Andrew, who was uh, famous for pioneering a take people out into the desert in the States um, and draw on them using, he had these glass balls, glass globes, and he'd um, concentrate the power of the sun onto people's skin like and then burn them. yeah he would brand them using using the power of the sun that's how i got to know him uh, but he revealed to me that um you know flesh tunnels people have stretched earlobes that you can see through 
he had taken that concept and applied it to the middle of his scrotum and stretched a hole in his scrotum so large that his party trick on greeting new people was to stick his own hand through his ball sack and then shake that way. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Did he have I his pants said, down already? Shit, then, yeah, but yeah. Like... Oh so he God. had to pull his trousers oh, yeah, down to greet people, basically. <laughs> he was the kind of guy that didn't often wear trousers. <laughs> um, we need this guy on, I think, Stu. <laughs> Your face is like that. <laughs> we just thought this was going to be a light-hearted Saturday afternoon, <laughs> chilling out. S&M session. Nice to meet you. It got worse than that. I think the most extreme group of people that I met were Russian. Um, I found that a lot of my Russian interviewees um, had a completely hedonistic disregard for their own safety and their own lives. Um, Unfortunately, I think for a lot of them, that stemmed from the fact that, um, especially a decade ago or so, a lot of these young Russian... Uh, young Russian guys and girls just felt a bit bleak about life. They didn't feel like there was a lot for them in Russia. Their outlook didn't look particularly hopeful. So they would do anything for kicks. It was all about instantaneous thrills. And some of them were um, practicing a, um, a, a practice called suspension, where they were putting hooks through the meat of their backs and then being lifted up on these hooks... But they'd taken it a step further and they were attaching the hooks to parachutes and base jumping from bridges with their parachutes actually attached <laughs> through their backs. They must that's have been a, fucking that's bored. The, that's like <laughs> the most... Fucking hell. That's a lot of women's spoons in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot on Netflix tonight, shall we? Uh... <laughs> Is it Netflix or are we going to hang... Yeah, shit. That's <laughs> the most high-risk sport, isn't it? Like base jumping. There's like something like five, 1% to 5% die, so... Then hooking yourself to parachutes through flesh hooks is just... You've got nothing to live for, have you, man? You must be going crazy doing that. What's that, 20 25%, I reckon, death rate? Uh, I know one of them did have a really bad accident. Jeez. Amazingly, he did live through it, but he broke practically everything in his body. It was, it was bad. But um, these are people that I was interviewing. These weren't things that I was actually doing, although when I was at Bizarre Mag... I did try some stuff. I quite like to be fairly experiential about it. Uh, I used to have a tattoo that that lit up under UV, so I had experimental ink injected into me. Uh, I tried underwater bondage, where I was dressed as a mermaid in a lead-weighted suit, taken to the bottom of a swimming pool with a scuba diver, and rather than having my own tank, there was someone else giving me oxygen, and then uh, a specialist in uh, shibari, or the Japanese art of rope bondage, tied me up underneath the water and then took my air away as kind of like the ultimate in submission hands up anyone done afterwards (laughs) (laughs) but after a while I did although I didn't feel that what I was doing was outside of my boundaries or anywhere near as extreme as the people that I was yeah yeah yeah, Alex when you phone your parents at the weekend and ask how your week went (laughs) how's that kind of conversation pan out (laughs) I used to tell my mum these things after they'd happened, so she didn't fret. But it did reach a stage where, although I, 
I think as a, especially now I'm a little bit older as a journalist, I've really learned what I'm comfortable saying yes to and no to. I did do a few things that retrospectively I perhaps put too much of myself on the line. But I did get a bit of a reputation for being more daring than some of the writers, I guess. Uh, and after a while, TV crews started sniffing around and thinking, well, this will make good TV. Things like Dirty Sanchez and Jackass are selling really well. There aren't women doing that. Let's get a woman doing that. And that led to some really odd requests for things for me to do. There was one production company who proposed a series where I would uh, eat increasing amounts of the human body, starting off with like harvesting that's, other that's people's... That's called murder in Scotland. That's murder. <laughs> well, that's cannibalism did. stroke murder. Yeah, you get arrested for that shit. It did get really... I, have, I still have the email. It was so strange. You it, no? Well, it, they were like, episode one... Alex looks into um, the fetishistic... There's, there's, there was kind of a kinky eBay at the time where people would sell bodily fluids or toenail clippings or bits of their hair and pubes in a bag That's and whatnot. That's what happened to me, I mean, wasn't it? <laughs> I was going through a really bad time. I was like, oh, fuck it, just be the whole lot on eBay. I've not really got alopecia. It's all a joke. <laughs> yeah, again, another sponsor for the show, guys, as well. But, um, the, yeah, the first episode was going to be me buying some bits of some someone off the internet and eating them. Then it was going to be talking to uh, women who eat their own placentas after giving birth. And then you could tell that the production team were really into this, but they were getting a bit thin on the ground of things it was legal for me to be allowed to eat. And so their proposal for episode three was something mm. called Cock Calamari, where oh, they yeah. thought that they could... How uh, do you even know that? Why are you nodding? I was going to suggest this. And, uh, yeah, I've oh, got this. Oh, this. calamari. Yeah. <laughs> Again. Their proposal <laughs> was... Chris Glass and Productions. <laughs> Craig oh, Gleason. that's a starter. <laughs> Their proposal was that I would, we would uh, approach men who were due to have a circumcision, collect their foreskins and deep fry them like squid rings. Needless to say, I decided not to take part oh. in that particular project. Uh, would you? Mm. Would you eat if another man's deep right, fried? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I know you would. I've seen you eat all sorts of weird shit. So you, you'd be down for it, I reckon. I think I would. I'd do that. I, I reckon I'd go for that, yeah. One. It's, it's kind of like a combo between a uh, pork scratching and a scampi fry. Two of my favourite things. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How about mine? Would you, if I had a circumcision, would you have my cock calamari? <laughs> You know when you said that neither of you have fallen out before? Is this going to be one of those nights? <laughs> Could there be a better way of bonding? <laughs> I've eaten a bit of you, yeah. Yeah, you oh, had me a Jesus. I would. Oh, my gosh. Do you know what? I think... I'd just give it a go. It's just a bit of skin, <laughs> right? Someone's just passed uh, out. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it might be quite chewy. But I, I, on a related note, though, um, we used to often get people calling up Bizarre Magazine who were desperate to be in the mag. And, they, and again, they'd seen things like Dirty Sanchez and Jackass, and they'd got ideas of things they thought we were going to make them famous. Uh, and there was one lad who once phoned me up and went, Alex, Alex, I, I can't wait to meet you. I've bought a one-way ticket to London. I'm coming to Bizarre offices. I've devised this great thing that I'm going to do. Oh, my God, you're going to have to do a whole article about it. You're going to have to put me on the front cover. Yes, boom. Boom, got it. I was like, okay, matey, what is it you've got in mind? He went, well, 
I'm going to chop my foreskin off with nail scissors. I mean, it starts well, doesn't it? I'm going to put it in a condom, tie it up, swallow it, shit it out, and then sew it back on again. And I had to explain to him why this wasn't going to work on a number of levels. Uh, And he was really disappointed. And then we ended the conversation with me giving him some advice on how he could phone National Rail and get get a refund on his one-way ticket to London. Holy shit. I did a week long spoken word tour with Dirty Sanchez, and this is the most fucked up shit I've ever heard. This is going really dark. It's going dark, isn't it, people? What's funny as well, no one in this room knows this. I was at the back waiting for the call to come on stage. Everyone was sat down, the show was happening. I went for a wee, and there's a hen party in the bar. The only people in the bar is like eight girls going buck wild. So if some of you heard some like, woo, that's what's happening out there. And, um, I thought it was another murder. It's, I was like, it's kind of. <laughs> It's lightness and darkness, I feel like, at the moment. I wonder what the screaming was. I was thinking, yeah. they're just going to Hen- order a big bowl of the ador- calamari. The adoring fans outside, the ones that couldn't get in. <laughs> yes, a hen pie. Okay, so aside from the, the Sanchez boys, where, where did you grow up, Matt? In Birmingham. Okay, so um, we've had some... We do have... We are Lisa tonight with, with Scrooby in Birmingham. And, Hare and Hounds. And, and some... King's Heath, and, beautiful and, place. And, and people oh, like to party there. Were you really born in King's Heath? I was. Yeah, and then right on, Midlands crew. I, I can't do a fist bump with the rings I'm wearing without inflicting injury upon you, so I have to do a weird, like, alien thing. If you do the fist, then I'll... There we go. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> no one even asks me. <laughs> <laughs> they know what you've done with your fists. <laughs> Not with this sort. Well, yeah, maybe. That's, so growing up, yeah. growing up in Brum... Yes. Uh, you know, you must have some stories from school and stuff like that. From growing up in Birmingham, um, I mean, the school stories are endless. We used to skive a lot. We used to break out. At, so we'd go to morning registration. Yes, sir, here. Then break time, we'd break out of school. We took the break to its logical conclusion. And we'd go around my friend Greg's house and drink a litre of Bacardi rum from his parents' spirit cabinet. And then break back into school for lunchtime, ready for afternoon registration. So we'd be like, yeah, we're back in. And one of my favourite memories ever is obviously when you're at school, there's all like the year divides. And it's like, oh, they're year 10, we're year 11. And I remember one day, there's all like the thug, kind of chavvy, wannabe gangster kids in the year above us were like smoking weed by the side of the school fence. And me and three friends just. <laughs> staggered over the top of it, like smash landed on the floor, got back up. It's like one in the afternoon, obviously it's lunchtime. We're just like, and they just looked at us like, you boys are fucking crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was fun. Like it was, there was a great music scene. There was a great like community vibe in Digbeth around the Custard Factory. I bloody loved the Custard Factory, mate. It was a beautiful place. You you studied in Birmingham, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I you there. Did you? Every Friday night, Custard Factory. It was an amazing Can I use that one as the name for my vagina as well, please? <laughs> you that, can claim that, like, that one, that's a good like one. Is it like pop-up shops now, isn't it, in the custard factory? I don't know, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's an art there. space now, and there's yeah, cafes yeah. and retro thrift stores. Because we used to do the gadget show in... Um, oh, OK, yeah. right, right. Yeah, we had a... What was it, the medicine bar? And yeah. on my 21st, they drained out the big pond there. The, the pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then James Lavelle played in there. And, uh, yeah, God, I love them. We used Birmingham. to go reading so at the bull ring, but I'm much older than you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And did you do Q Club? Did you ever go there? I don't remember. I saw yeah. Weezer in the Key Club Mate. in 1999. Good times. <laughs> that Big was it, really. <laughs> yeah, that went down well, didn't it? Yeah. We, we, we was, we was so no Weezer Good old Weezer. No, do you know what? We, we, we was talking about Weezer the other night. And when, when we was doing... Because um, I think... Was it... It was 
Russell Block Party, when he done his top five, he chose mm. his top five guitarists and he chose Rivers, Rivers. from Weezer. Yeah. And, and that come back up in conversation yeah, with... we did with music collaborations, didn't we? Yeah, and, and Weezer's fans, about two years ago, set up an online campaign, their fans to stop Weezer making another record. Yeah, that, that, that's their thing, is they're one of those bands that everyone reveres the first two albums and holds them in such adoring glory. And then after then, there's been a couple of albums that I love, but for the large part, they just write novelty, amazing singles. Yeah. Hashpipe, Beverly Hills. Yeah. But as far as albums go, people are like... But yeah, they did. They did a full-on Kickstarter campaign yeah. to block the release of an ever album ever. I mean, that's got to hurt. I mean, <laughs> if you don't mind cutting us in 50%, if you want to start up a Kickstarter thing to stop us from doing this, we'll take 50% <laughs> of anything ban, ban that comes the second in. year anniversary. <laughs> yeah. shoot, shoot, there's probably a Kickstarter on that foreskin thing already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. How are right. we doing for time? How are we doing for time? I've got, I've got another I good... I thought you said you were going to the toilet. I was like, oh my God, I've been boring you. <laughs> Sorry about that. Well, you we, do it on the stage usually, don't you? Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, if there's, if there's a bottle. Um, I, thought you was, I thought, honestly thought you was joking when we was in Dublin. Yeah. And you actually did do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a pee, though. Because it was a long walk. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? It was, it was, a, it was a, a number it was one. It was a wee, yeah. Yeah, it was a number one, Thank not God number two. It just made no sense. I remember, like, Pip just going... Really? Not using a toilet? Makes no sense to you. <laughs> that's that's my story about my mate actually that oh really go yeah on. yeah go on Stu I, no I go on no, I'm only going to just be horrible to you so go on carry so, on yeah. <laughs> so um, I've asked I've asked his permission but I can't use his real name he said so we're going to go with John Flowers okay and um, basically um, he's a good friend he went to a house party in London and it got to the point in the house party where it had died and the people left at that house party hadn't realised that the party was over yet and he was like, I'm just going to get the fuck out of here. So he, um, he walks outside, doesn't really know where he is, and he's just like, okay, he looks at the front door, he's got the door number, he says, I'm just going to call a cab. Can't get any reception. And he thinks, I'm not going to go back in there. So he's in some random estate in London. Off he goes, walking into this estate, he says, I'll find a main road soon. And he doesn't. And he can't get any reception. He can't phone a cab. And that's when he gets a little rumble in his stomach. He needs to, you know, go to the toilet. And he starts panicking. He gets a bit of a sweat on because the further he goes, the more he's lost in this neighbourhood. He's got no idea where he is. Uh, and he's like, I've got to take a shit somewhere. And basically, he finds a doorway, a door, an archway. And I, I'm thinking, is that someone's house? And as he, as he was telling me, I was thinking, How this is disgraceful. Well, this, he's got a bit of a history with leaving it late with pooing. Yeah, I know, it's, but like, it's maybe not... find like, somewhere a little bit more secluded. Well, that fella's front door. Like, like a tree. Oh, or, yeah, yeah it's, supposedly. Why would you go, there's a front door, I'm going to shit on that. Yeah. <laughs> you just like, you'd go somewhere quiet. Yeah. Or, 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 or maybe just find a toilet. Yeah, well, wait, yeah, yeah, have yeah, CCTV and everything, so I was like... <laughs> He was like 20 minutes searching, 30 minutes, which still for me is like, can't you hold it a bit longer? We, we can I really hold want, that, I'm right? trying to imagine how he was walking. <laughs> Do you know what, right? Like a penguin. I, my, 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 oh, I nearly said his name then. My mate, whenever he used to get in, in that situation, he used to go, I've just got to go for a hill strike. And I was like, what? <laughs> and it was this, I'm probably going to do myself a, a mischief here. <laughs> But if he was at that point where he You're just not thought, going to shit, are you? Oh, my God. I'm, <laughs> no. There's I really so much need, I can I really need a poo. <laughs> my mate Jill would do this thing where... Oh, God. <laughs> and sit on his heel. <laughs> just to keep it where he needs oh, to be. Oh, no. Right, 
just to firm it up. Like a plug. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you know what he needed? <laughs> yeah, you're not. <laughs> He'll strike. Sorry, Chris. Oh, so basically, he finds his sight phrase. Supposedly, there's a fence, but I'm, I still think he found someone's fucking doorstep. But he's never admitted to that bit. And anyway, so I will, I will demonstrate what he did. He was absolutely busting. So he's gone. Oh, I should mention that John's got quite a extravagant dress sense, and uh, respect to him because you know, no matter how much you, you take the piss out of each other, Tom, uh, John. Uh, <laughs> That's going to happen as well. Stu, you need to edit that out. Oh, Tom. There's, there's 100 people in here we need to, like, mind erase on the way out. <laughs> go on, go on, as sorry. As I said, yeah. John, you, Matt, went, yeah. Um, sorry, Tom was... Tom, so, Tom, uh, might as well now. We'll just edit over. Um, he, uh, he was wearing white jeans. Oh, God. Right. Alex has arrived. <laughs> and basically, he squatted over a little like this. What's it with you two in? <laughs> yeah, but that's... To anyone that's, that's listening to this, let me put this out. Standard kind of, if you're going to take a poo outside, that will be, you be your standard stance. I tell you stance, what, you, yeah? you make a fatal... Not anymore. Yeah, I'm you... all about the hill strike now. <laughs> Forget keeping it in. That's my new going out method. <laughs> I'm you, mate. Um, right, it, to... it will not be your, your... If you've ever done it, you'll learn quite quickly. I, I haven't. As Tom... John did. Um, he just um, he thought he'd done he'd done his business. He said it wasn't solid, and, uh, and then he realised that all he'd done. Sorry, lo- loose stools. Loose stools. <laughs> loose stools, my friend. He'd um, just squatted down, pulled his trousers down, and then just squatted down and shat straight into the back of his chair. <laughs> and he said the realisation. That, like he said that's the low point you know he was just like what have I done here I have no idea where I am in London and my white jeans are now just full to the brim oh, of loose stools doesn't what, end there what did he do <laughs> he, he started like walking back down the high street wherever he was he said he finally got a cab and he said, like, he had, like, some flyers on him. How did he get a cab? How did he get a cab? I don't know how he got hold of the cab, but he finally found it's a cab. fashion, so... Yeah. <laughs> He's probably like just throwing things. stuff at the... <laughs> and, yeah, he, he laid some flyers down or whatever it was, a newspaper he'd found uh, in, the, in the cab and sat there, and he said the smell was oh. just off the scale. And the cab driver was just giving him daggers all the way back. And he said he couldn't go back to his own house because he was just too ashamed. So by that point, he got out the door, threw 60 quid at him and just was like, he was gone. Back out of hell. So he didn't go back to his house. Whose house did he go to? <laughs> well, no, he just went round the Excuse corner. Excuse me. <laughs> so, I, I think, before we go, at the, the, we've got a little 15 minute break in a minute. Mm, so. Can I tell a really quick poo story off the back no, of that? I, I, I'm going to get one in quickly. You're going as well. So we, we'll get just two, before the loo break. We've got, we got 10 minutes, right? 10 minutes for the break, so we do, we do five each. Yeah, because I realised when you asked me what was it like growing up in Birmingham, you must have some stories. That was my moment to tell the story. It was the whole point of why we're here. But I was like, yeah, Weezer were good, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, weren't your greatest point? Yeah. Well, you're first. Okay, so um, my friend uh, Nick Hogman. Um, He's cool about this story, then. Uh, I hope so. Uh, <laughs> he struggled with his um, arsehole his whole life, <laughs> and uh, and growing up, um, he. Uh, he, he used to, live, when he lived at home with his parents, he used to sort of live not too far from himself. And before he used to go to bed at night, he would smoke a joint 
but we'll want to smoke it at the window, the little sort of one that opened up above your, your main window. And he's, but what he would do to sort of ensure that the, 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 the smoke didn't go in the house and his mum would find out, he would get up on the windowsill. So imagine he's like this on the windowsill, smoking his, his, his doobie out the, out the window, wearing just his boxer shorts. And just his boxer shorts. Uh, and he'd relaxed as he was, you know, partaking in, uh, in, in the herb. And uh, <laughs> farted. And thought, oh. <laughs> and then kind of gingerly got down, sort of pulling his boxers around his legs because he thought something had come out. Got to the toilets, obviously done the kind of the penguin to the toilets, <laughs> had a little shake out in the toilets. Was it a gerbil? <laughs> nothing there. Oh. Nothing there. Thought, sweet. Like, dodged Ghost the, poo. Dodged a bullet there. <laughs> walked straight back into his room, wearing just his pants, walked straight for his own ship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nick. Yeah. Oh, Nick. Matthew, your poo story. I'll go quick because. I need to poo for the interval, I don't. So, um, Hans, he'll strike, he'll strike. Hans Zimmer's guitarist, I think he's called Michael Enzinger or something like that. He's like a wizard guitarist. And he was doing a workshop in Birmingham for people who were super talented on guitar and wanted to get one-on-one tuition with a legend. And the fee was like two grand or something massive. And my friend from school, Hontus was his nickname. We'll keep that as the name because he's a teacher now, so we can't reveal what did he his poke? true identity. He is a genius. He's the best guitar player I've ever seen play, including actual bands that I've seen. Like, he's a fucking savant. <laughs> as, as a guitar player, yeah. But he's like a kind of Yngwie Malmsteen technical kind of classical maniac. Anyway, his parents go, we're going to pay for you to go on this course of Hans Zimmer's guitar player. Two grand, you're in. And it's at a hotel... The lessons are in a conference room and you get a room for the weekend and he arrives on the Friday and he's excited. The lessons start the next day and he gets mind-bogglingly wasted at the hotel bar on the Friday night because he's excited and he's like, I'm going to meet this dude, it's going to be awesome. He's a weird guy and he gets up to weird stuff and when he drinks, the weird side of his character comes out and he's in his hotel room and he's horny and he's having a wank as all guitar players at guitar conventions get, I guess, is horny. And he decides, you might appreciate this as someone with your bizarre uh, experience, he decides to put a shower hose up his asshole whilst wanking to heighten the, the orgasmic pleasures. And just, just the water? No, the head. <laughs> the whole fucking head, like whoop. Was there a beanie? No, there wasn't a beat. Right. He's probably in like a premiere in or something. Well, I, 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 I think you're it's, missing it's, the point, it's, it's Michael Enzinger. It's maybe like a Radisson, but it's, right. we're talking a showerhead, like yeah. the size of a fist. And he gets it up there, and he's in the bath, wanking with a showerhead head up his ass. Was it on? No, he didn't turn it on. Right. He, just, he just wanted the... He didn't want the water jet. He just wanted basically the world's biggest butt plug. So it's up there, and he's like, oh, this is fucking awesome. And then he goes to pull it out, and obviously, as he pulls it out, he gives himself an enema, and shit just comes flying out of his ass everywhere. Some people pay loads of money for that. Right? Yeah. Well, he did. His parents paid two grand. And <laughs> this wasn't actually part of the service, but he, he went rogue. And um, he's so fucked up, and the bath's full of shit. And he's like, oh, my God. So he's trying to 
wash it down with water. What, with the shower hose? <laughs> no, with just the taps from the bath. All oh, right. And so the bath ends up half full of shitty water, and he can't. Oh. And he, well, half empty. And he goes, "Fuck this! <laughs> I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to get some sleep, and I'll deal with that shit in the morning." He passes out. He forgets all about what went oh. down in the bathroom, and he wakes up ten minutes after his tuition with. Hans Zimmer's guitarist was due to start so he's like fuck so he's just straight out the door and down picks his guitar up into the lesson and he's in the zone like half an hour in he's like locked in with this guy shredding away his hangover's gone and he's like this is fucking amazing thanks mum and dad this is the greatest experience of my life at that moment the hotel manager interrupts the lesson and goes excuse me sir I need to speak to you outside and he's like what the fuck so he goes no memory and they go, um, I don't Surely know. Surely his bum was hurting. <laughs> you would he, think, no? You would think, but he's a loose <laughs> motherfucker. Clearly. <laughs> and no. And so the hotel manager goes, his name, I won't say because he's a teacher now. We're going to have to ask you to go to your hotel room, pack your bags, and leave. With it, your it, shit. It's over. Take all your shit over. And he's like, what? What have I done? And she goes, let's just say this. <laughs> Our head cleaners spent the last hour in your hotel room trying to clean up the total devastation that you caused in the bathtub last night. And at that moment, all the memories come flat, and he goes, oh my God. And he has to pack up and leave, and his lesson's over, and hands him his guitar player's like, where did he go? Not only that, obviously he leaves and his dream's over, but his parents have paid two grand for him to be in this hotel for the weekend getting this guitar lesson so he has to just call up our mate and go can I come and crash at yours for two days because I got thrown out of my hotel he's like but you had that Hans Zimmer thing this weekend that was a pretty pricey stay and he goes yeah dude this is what happens and that was the story please tell me Epic you wrote a wank. song about it uh, yeah, it was an instrumental, and it just... <laughs> and, it, and if he's mate... And, and it hits the brown and, note. I would love you to stay. Sorry, what you did, What did you do? Oh, yeah, I just shoved a, a chair ahead up my arse, shit everywhere. But can I see it? Yours? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, please, come. Come oh, over. Yeah. Where's the bathroom? We, we take care of our everything. folks. <laughs> His mate's like, nah, mate, I've already had someone shit on my front door this week. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear a round of applause for poo stories. <laughs> well, look, um, it's half past. Yeah. So, oh, Gail um, had one story. Gail no, had one story. Have you got a story? No, I haven't got a poo story. I was going to tell you a story about Jesus, but that could be... <laughs> <laughs> Should we have a Jesus story? I have got yeah, one, but that's not that wait. No, 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 honestly, because we've just been talking... Sh oh, yeah. Uh, no, I can wait. Jesus story? Yeah. 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 No, but it's not funny because you've told all the like, dirty stuff. And this is not really dirty. This is like. But maybe the people need something to yeah, brighten up the day. We need a palate cleanser. Would, 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 would you like me to cleanse you a little bit? Okay. Right. Oh, God, that sounds even bad. Every time, everything I say sounds filthy sitting next to you two. But, um, and I don't mean it to be. But yeah, no, when I was at school, I used to get called Snobby Porter. That was my nickname because I was one of those kids. Put your hands up if you're one of those kids. Like that. You, yeah, 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 you were. See, you've done it before you even finished the question. <laughs> That's what I used to do. Yeah, we were like that, yeah. So they go, does anyone know? And they go, snobby poor, you little shit. And I was like, oh, God, okay. And then, so anyway, I wasn't allowed to swear because my mum told, <laughs> told me that Jesus is a whole... <laughs> Please don't judge me, okay? At least I'm not shitting on doorsteps <laughs> and I'm not shitting in. But my mum told me that Jesus had a hotline to her house. <laughs> I 
laugh at me, don't judge me. So what used to happen is Marissa McGregor, who always beat me in that fucking game, and I can swear now because Jesus is offline. But anyway, you, did you ever play that game when you have to do the syllables of your name? Right, so Marissa McGregor always fucking won. Marissa McGregor, me, Gail. <laughs> Fucked. You've not won. So anyway, Marissa McGregor used to take all my um, like my pencils, my pens, and everything off my desk because she wanted me to get into trouble because I was snobby porter and I got everything right. And then she said one day she took everything off my desk. She took my notepads, my books, everything, and she went, "If you don't swear." then you're not getting anything back. And I said, but I can't swear because Jesus is going to phone my mom. And, <laughs> you know, the usual shit that goes on at school. And so she's like, well, you're not getting anything back unless you swear. If you say the F word, I was 18 at the time. No, I'm joking. Uh, I was about nine or 10. And then she said, if you say the F word, I will give you back all your stuff and you won't get into trouble by Mrs. Nisbet because Mrs. Nisbet had a belt because we got belted at school. Oh. oh my god. This is, <laughs> this is therapy. This is therapy, isn't it? You are shitting everywhere. I'm getting belted. Oh my god, it sounds like we're in your magazine. <laughs> it could be quite fun now, now at a certain age. But, but anyway, so eventually, Marissa McGregor just said, um, just say fuck and you'll get everything back. And so I did. I said fuck. And then I got everything back and I got home crossed the road. I actually didn't wait for the green man because I was so stressed. I was like, oh my God. And I wonder why I'm bald now. I've just been stressed for fuck. I was like, Jesus is after me. Fucking my mum's after me. The green, the green man's not even waiting for me. So then, yeah, got home and my mum went, I heard what you did. And I was like, well, how did Jesus phone you? I've just got home. And she went, no, Mrs. Nisbet said you crossed before the green man came. And I went, and Jesus phoned Mrs. And she went, no, what are you talking about? And I was like, the phone. The phone link you've got with Jesus. And she's like, oh my God, I told you that when you were about four. <laughs> and I was like, so it's not true. And she was like, oh God, bless you, Gail. And I went, is he on the phone as well? Motherfucker. <laughs> oh, fucking phone. I'm never going out. So then, yeah. And I'm single. <laughs> right, we're, um, it's half past. So we've got 15 minutes. That bar's yeah. open. If you do go out to the other bar, give it 10 minutes a night and try and get back because we want a sound time because we've got... Um, before we do anything, big thanks to Gal Porter, <laughs> Alex Fox, and Matt Stocks. And so we'll see you in 15. Thank you. Oh, hey, guys. This is 76. Welcome to the end of the live show part one. I hope you enjoyed Alex Fox, Gal Porter and Matt Stocks, three cracking guests. I also hope that my exceptionally written and performed spoken word piece at the beginning didn't detract from the live show, even though you were probably absolutely mind blown for the first four, five, six, seven minutes maybe even 14 or 15 minutes, I don't know. Um, either way, it was a great show. I remember sitting there in the front row, enjoying it all, laughing at the jokes, etc., etc. Um, part two is coming up, where we have two more guests, the super Rich Wilson and the exceptionally funny Big Papa Jay. Um, but until part two, let me shout out the Distraction Pieces Network, Scroobius, Pip, Stu, Chris, Susie Gage, Jim Smallman, Jason Tron Reed, and New Edition Brett Goldstein. Some super podcasts there, so go and check them out. Um, but until then, look after yourselves and look out for part two. Where my dog's at. It's a drunken soiree in the within. <laughs>
Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code GLOW.